You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of your goal guide and creator of the Dev Method for Goal Setting Simplified. You can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. These are some of my people and some of my favorite LinkedIn friends to dive into today's LinkedIn Love Fest. You may be watching this as Goal Chat Live live, or you may be watching the replay, or you may be listening to us on the Goal Chat podcast on the Marketing Podcast Network. Wherever you found us, we're glad you're here in choosing to set some LinkedIn goals. And it is February. And of course, I had to do something with love. And come on, we all love, hate LinkedIn, right? There you go. Yes. We all love LinkedIn. No, we well, love think- LinkedIn. But every thing. now and then... <laughs> Yeah, I have I I could use a little therapy on some of my issues with them, but generally it's a great relationship. Yes. Just a few minor little hates. Not even hates. Not even no, hates. Just I irritations. Mean, just yes. find a word. Yes. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, what are you thinking? Their love seeds. Their things uh, anyway, problems like- that it will be loved. Wow. Okay, sure. They're in my mind, they're like, what are you thinking in taking away some amazing features that we love? That's my hate. It's like you bring them to me and then you take them away. And on the theme of love, something I love about this conversation is the fact that I haven't even introduced you. And we're in. And we're here we go. I love that. So we have. Yvonne Rivera, so happy to have you here. Stan Robinson Jr., always lovely to have you on Gold Chat Live. And my friend, Bryn Tillman, who of the group, I've known the least amount of time, but probably spent the most amount of time with. So this is like (laughs) the blessing of social. And we need to to give a shout out to our friend, Vivica Von Rosen, because I know all of you because of Viv. Viv so, rocks. There you go. We love Viv. Love Viv. Hi, Viv. If you're watching, if you're not watching, we're going to tag you and you will be watching. But that is the the brilliance, the beauty, the wonderness of social media and all these connections. Before we keep going, uh, I would love for you all to, I was going to say introduce yourselves, but really uh, better, but really just introduce yourselves. So share who you are and why you are so excited to be having this conversation. Yvonne, let's start with you. Welcome. I thank you. I am uh, Yvonne Ribeiro and I am the founder CEO of ISIL Social. So we provide small business owners with holistic marketing uh, to accelerate B2B growth. We are LinkedIn specialists in uh, creating content, designing content, and marketing content. 
And that's what we do. We have a small team. We love them. And the reason why I'm so excited to be here is I love these folks. I love you guys. I love the knowledge that you have. And it's really great to have this time to just collaborate together and talk about LinkedIn, the things we love, and um, and talk to our friends out there on LinkedIn. And speaking of our friends on LinkedIn, Wendy Gertridge is out watching live with us. So uh, hi, right. Wendy. Hey, Wendy. Wendy. <laughs> Wendy <Thank> and Viv. <laughs> Why can't I see where folks are? I want to find them. I want to see. Well, well if you them. click on, click on the comments at the top right, you have private chat and comments, and the comments will. Boom! I see you. There we <laughs> go. Then... Yeah, we're gonna. In if you're watching, we're gonna continue to go off the rails. Enjoy the show. So, Stan, <laughs> yeah. so good to see you. Welcome. Please share who you are, why you're here. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. That'll, yep, that'll do it. Stan Robinson Jr. here in New Jersey. I guess a couple of us are. Um, yep, I'm Chief Coaching Officer with Social Sales Link. And Bryn and I have a history that kind of, like so many of us, goes back uh, a number of years now. We won't say how long, but we've. 11 and a half back. years ago, I met you. Oh, wow. wow. I'm impressed. Yes. Yep. Well, I looked it up. You looked it up. Okay. <laughs> yep. So now we're working together uh, and it is awesome. And so I'll let Bryn tell you about what we do at Social Sales Link, but delighted to be here. And the word on the street before we started this was that this was going to be fun. Oh, and we've, already, we've already gotten the jump on that even, <laughs> even before we went live. When we were in the green room. Yeah, so looking forward to the rest of the conversation. <laughs> well, thank you for, for being here. And actually, we have Bryn to thank for bringing us together because I was just on Bryn's Making Sales Social podcast. It dropped last week. I'll put the link in the recap as well as in the comments. And I said, you know what? It's Valentine's week. We really need to do a LinkedIn love fest. And she's like, oh yeah, let's let's do it. So thank you for being here. And please, Bryn, do share who you are and why you are here, other than the fact that I invited you. <laughs> oh, you took took my line. You know, it, so thank you so much. And I, I am having fun. And I, I'm now in the room with three of some of my favorite people. Um, I'm just going to start. So I'm Bryn, I'm the founder of Social Sales Link, and we help sales professionals start more trust-based conversations without being salesy, using the power of LinkedIn and AI and ChatGPT, where we are really taking a deep dive right now and helping salespeople leverage ChatGPT and other AI tools. But we're all here, and I think, um, without going... So Yvonne and I have been friends for longer than like I have like any consistent friend in my life since my mid twenties, I think, yeah. um, long, long history. And we've worked together many times and overlapped and lots of things and hands down. Like if you said to me, who's your one best friend? It's Yvonne. My girl. You're so, the right? Best. Like, it just is, yeah. you know, my sister. 
Stan, as as we mentioned, we've been like, we are OGs of social selling. Literally the, I think the two of us were in the top 50 people doing this globally back in the day. And we met in Manhattan. So uh, at a, you know, an event that I tried to pull together and got four people to show up and Stan was one of them. (laughs) But hey, it was great because yeah. I got to meet Stan. And so, you know, we, you know, our lives have kind of just missed professionally. And then, um, you know, all the stars aligned and we were able to partner together and he joined the social sales link team. June will be a year. Yeah. Nice. And, and I think the last time you were on Stan was probably right before you joined. Yeah. Probably. Awesome. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, and so. the thing, the thing that um, that you just said, Bryn, is something that came up in a conversation we had the last time we chatted. I think when we recorded my interview, which is, it doesn't matter how many people show up, mm-hmm. you never know, right? What's what's going to happen? And I think that's why. Well, I I am the gold girl, but whenever a conversation about social platforms come up, it's always, you need to be on LinkedIn because it is business, it is professional. And just like when you meet people, you look them up, they're gonna look you up. Yeah. And so we're bringing our collective love of LinkedIn together to help those of you who are maybe like, really, and come on, LinkedIn's been around for what, 15, 20 years? I've been on it actually, I think for 20, years because I read a book that said, stop what you're doing and join LinkedIn. So I did. Mm. Why not? <laughs> but it's a good way, especially when you meet new people to connect and continue conversations. But if you've listened before, you know why I love LinkedIn. Friends, why don't you share why you? And I think one of you is giving us feedback. So maybe if you're not talking, you I thought feedback was a good thing. Oh, audio feedback. Yes. And this is why we are friends. Okay, now. So what is it about LinkedIn? What is that value? Bryn, you want to go first? I know you do. Yeah. So I'm going to tell my story. And if you've known me long enough, you've probably heard me say it 12 times. But this is why I love LinkedIn. When I started in sales, I was working for Dun & Bradstreet in an inbound call center and then made my way up to a cold calling position that was a promotion. And I made 100 to 120 calls, like outrageous. How like and, And you know what? I'm glad I did it, but I hated it. When I fell in love with sales is when I made it to the field. And I recall sitting across from a client staring at his overflowing Rolodex. That's how long ago this was. Mm -hmm. Thinking if I could get my hands on that for 20 minutes, I could identify who he knew that I wanted to meet, ask for introductions, and I wouldn't have to cold call anymore. Well, fast forward two decades, out came LinkedIn. And I'm like, this was meant for me. This answered my prayers because LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to filter and search your connections, connections, and map out pathways to get warm introductions or permission to name drop and get access to stakeholders and buyers at a very high level of credibility. 
And I went, this, this is the answer to my prayers. Thank you, God, for listening. I mean, it's kind of a, a very <laughs> shallow prayer, but it was answered. So thank you. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it was um, really like changed my world. And at the time, uh, actually, Yvonne and I were working together at a bank. <laughs> Like she was running the call center, right? I mean, this is years and years ago. And I started teaching it as a loss leader, really to just bring people into the bank, into the community room. And it really took off. And, and you know, through another kind of pathway and partnership, I ended up launching a LinkedIn training curriculum that everyone said, it's a trend. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. But, you know, it's now 11 and a half years later. And uh, we're going strong. So you have a friend story along with the LinkedIn story. Yvonne, do you, I feel like you need to go next to like <laughs> yes and the story. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So in my head, I'm trying to think of like the shortest way to say everything that's in my head <laughs> regarding LinkedIn and how I came to LinkedIn. It's like, woo, look at that time. <laughs> My um, last call of the night, I'm here. Right. So, but basically, if I had to put it into one tight little nutshell, I would say that LinkedIn is the platform to bridge that digital connection where we're so separated right now. We used to do business face to face, feel each other's energy, put a hand on a back, a handshake, a, a you look in someone's eyes. So we're we're missing that in this digital age and LinkedIn provides the platform to do that professionally. So when someone clicks on your profile that you are looking eye to eye with that individual, you put out videos of yourself and now they're getting a feel for who you are, your energy, what you believe in. Um, so that is so important. Your content, the content you put out and you shouldn't just put out just, you know, just the facts. No, we want you to put out a little bit of a story, a little bit about yourself so people can really start to connect with who you are. So I've seen that magic at work. And for me, that really gets me excited because I'm working with individuals who are who have a lot of knowledge, but they haven't yet bridged over to their virtual audience. So we're like connecting them. Uh, to their audience. And, and that's where the magic is, is, and it's being real. And if one more thing I could say, it's, it's all the same elements, right? It's all the same elements as in person is in digital. So it's like, oh, I don't know how to, it's, and Bryn will say yes, and I'm sure. <laughs> um, but, but it is the same concept of uh, knowing, liking, trusting who you're mm -hmm. working with. So it's, it's building upon that. And LinkedIn's the platform for that. Yes, I, and. <laughs> yes and I actually learned that yes and from Bernie Borges. Shout out to Bernie. Hey Bernie. Yes. Bernie Borges. He used to say in meetings, he would like, yes, and <laughs> you know that comes from improv. It it comes oh. from improv. But yep, really. This is really funny. When my newsletter went out last week, I got an email from Bernie. Jeff, I haven't been on the show in a while. How are you doing? <laughs> we could have added him. So there you go. No, I, wow. I like the four square. And, okay. and those of you who are tuning in, usually I intentionally, my guests do not know each other. But for a love fest, I thought it would definitely be fun to have people with this this history 
Uh, oh, Steve, so much history. Boy, so much history. Boy, Stan, so much history. What? Yes. Yes, and it, and it's funny because Bryn and I both worked at Dun and Bradstreet, albeit yeah. probably at different times and different offices. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I love LinkedIn because people are there with a business mindset, and I'm, you know, it. it when we're in a business environment, I love kind of keeping things business as opposed to going off in six zillion different directions like the Snapchats and the TikToks of the world. So I love the fact that when people come to LinkedIn, their mindset is that they're coming there to do something in a professional capacity, more or less. When they go to the other social networks, which LinkedIn is oftentimes lumped in with, they're going to TikTok, Facebook, Instagram to get away from work. Mm-hmm. That's the mindset. What are my friends doing? What am I going to do on the weekend? Who's up to what? And we won't go down that that rabbit hole. <laughs> but LinkedIn started as a professional network and has re- retained that identity mm-hmm. as a professional network. And I think it came out before just about any other social network that's still around today. I don't know if MySpace came out before LinkedIn, but LinkedIn. Yeah. Was Facebook oh, that's not around. It. Yeah. Yeah. So love the fact that people come there with a business mindset and that you can present. Number one, it's a free website. So you can present yourself the way you need to present yourself as a professional. And you just have to put in the time. You don't have to pay a web developer. You don't have to go through all of that, although you need to have a website. I don't want people getting the impression, oh, Stan's saying just create a LinkedIn profile, you're good to go. No, (laughs) but you need both. And those are the biggest things. And LinkedIn's over a billion members right now. So, you know, in the digital age, you can connect with people anywhere on earth through LinkedIn. That's that's a good point. I mean, it really is a connector. Uh, and, And, you know, I... I, whether it's partnerships or uh, affiliate relationships, or I mean, almost everyone we do business with today, we've never met in person. Like, if you think about that, um, even though right here, I mean, I haven't met you in person yet, Deborah, but uh, you know, obviously, Stan and Yvonne, I lived with Yvonne for a couple of years, so we met in person. Um, <laughs> Again, long story. I was not going to go there. And (laughs) they did what? Yeah, we raised our kids together. What? This is is really funny. In the pre-show, they're like, "We're just going to talk about business when we're live." (laughs) We're not going to mention any of the other. Although, like fun. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just want to throw that out there. I'm sorry. No, it's so funny. But but I think at the end of the day. LinkedIn is the business network where everyone goes. I, I, I mean, I, look, I'm, I could make up stats because I was about to say 85% of the people I work, I have no idea what the number is, but that's what it feels like. I have not met in person. Uh, maybe, and I mean, and we, and I'm friends. We're good friends with them. We love these people. Uh, but I, I don't believe that this business these business relationships could have formed just on Twitter or just with Instagram. Like LinkedIn 
is the place where you really get to know folks in a way that you bond professionally. So that's my thought. Yeah. And, and something that Yvonne said before, you know, this is our digital connection. It used to be you would meet people in person, connect on LinkedIn and elsewhere and mm -hmm. continue the conversations. But now it's we connect first online most of the time and continue yeah. the conversations. And then if you're lucky and you live, you know, close enough, you meet in person. But a lot, a lot of in-person is really no longer necessary because Click, click. We're in a room. Let's do business. So I'll tell you a, a um, quote from, I don't know if you guys know Brian Fanzo. He's like a millennial social selling kind of guy. He's just so <laughs> I like smart. how you said millennial. Like he's a millennial, but we like him. We like him anyway. <laughs> Even though we raised him. Right. Like those are our, our kids. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's the age of my oldest kids. Right. But Still really smart. Anyway, <laughs> love his quote. I, I'm being silly. I I quote him all the time on this, which and, and this quote is it's gotta be 12 years old now, 10 years old. Social media does not take the place of a handshake, but it turns a handshake into a hug. Mm -hmm. And I just always thought that that was so brilliant. We, we, I mean, the first time I met Viv, like we were working together, we met once a week we, and then like, I, I meet her and it was like magic. Like we already loved each other, right? Like that's the really cool part of the digital world. So I'd like to jump in on that if I could. Um, there, we know this, right? So we come from an experience that we have, work together virtually with each other, actually. And that's what brings us into this call and others and clients. And, um, and there's a whole group of people that are on LinkedIn that haven't taken that step yet are still in the upper bleachers, just watching. Mm -hmm. And I've heard of a lot of people who are um, skeptical that is it, is it really real? It, are these people really, I heard somebody say, are you really make, are you really having business? you really, you really get business from LinkedIn. Like they're really, and there's a lot of folks. Um, and I would just encourage those folks. Cause I talk to them and they're as sometimes when we're interviewing prospects, cause we interview too. We don't take anyone that comes knocking on our door. We're very particular actually. Um, but they have to be willing to step out of their comfort zone. So I would encourage anyone listening. Some of the first steps is step out of your comfort zone and go from lurker to engager. <laughs> and, uh, but just to say, I mean, I can, I can talk forever on this, but do you have any thoughts, Stan, on that? Well, so I, you nodding your head or Deborah? Well, what I was going to say is after, We'll let Stan chime in, but I love the question coming soon. How do you go from lurker to engager? But first, Stan. It's so true. And before that rabbit hole, that particular rabbit hole. Yes, yeah. that particular rabbit hole. Now, Yvonne summed it up. Most people on LinkedIn are lurkers. And I know we'll talk about content at some point. So I'll just... 
Um, I'll mention this, when, when we're publishing content and it feels like it's going into the digital void, just mm -hmm. be aware that a lot of lurkers are reading that content. Mm -hmm. And some of them will never engage with you otherwise, but they are reading what you publish. And yes. when the time comes for them to look for a solution, you're top of mind because they've been reading, even if they never react, if they never comment. So it just take heart yeah. when it doesn't seem like anyone's engaging. Absolutely. And I think that's where cadence, keeping your cadence is so important to consider, even if it's just once a week, once a week that you're posting, just keep putting it out there, keep tweaking it. People get bored. So keep putting out some fresh stuff. Don't put out the same stuff all the time. Change it up, make it interesting. But once a week, if that's your commitment, just keep putting that out because people are watching and people are vetting you and people are going to your LinkedIn profile and seeing what you're doing. Then they're going to your website and they listen one more time. They're like, you know, they really, he knows what he's talking about. And when the time comes, they do reach out, but you have to be consistent. You have to be always top of mind. And you have to earn the right, like your content, right? The content needs to, I think social selling content anyway, needs to do five things needs to resonate with your buyer, needs to create curiosity, teach them something new that gets them thinking differently about your their current situation, which is moving them closer to your solution, and create a compelling moment, move them from lurker to engager. And so that when you say, how do you do that? Your content has to be compelling enough that they react or comment or ask you to connect or accept your connection request or visit your profile, they have to take action in order for you to know they're there. Because as, as Stan said, I mean, most people are lurking, but there are people, I, I was at a convention in Las Vegas, uh, I think October-ish. When it, yes, it doesn't matter, October-ish. And I, there were lots of people that I knew and I was really excited. And this woman came up to me and gave me the biggest hug. Now, fortunately, I'm a big hugger. So it worked, but I had no idea who she was. She never engaged with my stuff. She's like, I've been following you for years and years. You're absolutely amazing. And I'm like, thank you. I appreciate it. And like, she you? wasn't wearing a name tag. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know. You know, I had to go over to Mark Hunter actually. I'm like, <laughs> right. And, and fortunately he did. But the at the end of all of the, the, the interactions, she knew me. She knew who I was because of my content, period. She, th there was no other way she could have gotten to know me on a one-way basis. Now, she's a lurker. I've had lurkers turn into clients. I have uh, one of my, my biggest client was a, an intern at HubSpot, connected with me, followed my content, went out to Colorado and worked for a company called Welldyne, they, they started talking about, hey, we're, we're bringing a LinkedIn trainer. And they're like, no, not her. You need to talk to Bryn. And it was like my first really huge gig ever, right? Like like big money, um, which I, I was so big excited. Money. Big money. You know why? Because I, I came in and I said, well, what was the other person charging? And they told me. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't even know that, that I could do that. 
but that was a lurker. So, so to both Yvonne and Stan's point, the consistency matters and the value matters. Just because you are sharing content every single day does not earn you the right to get the conversation. Yes. The right content. Okay. Before we go down other rabbit holes, I want, I want to, I want to go back to something you said. Uh, your content has to do five things, but I'm taking notes for the recap and I only counted four. So let oh, me know what okay. I Cause I, cause <laughs> yeah, because the, the third and fourth, I always combine accidentally. So the first one is resonate. So if you are selling to SaaS CEOs, it has to be really clear that your content is the five challenges SaaS CEOs face. Why? Because we are scrolling. And if we do not see who we are in the first line, we keep scrolling. In fact, internally, when we built this out, when we built out this, this formula, we really debated on what comes first, create curiosity and resonate or resonate and create curiosity. So we tested it, believe it or not. And hands down, resonate came first. So you, you, they have to know that this is for them because, you know, again, you scroll and something is a scroll stopper for you. Something happens that gets you to stop in the scroll and say, okay, I want to read this. And what we saw in our little mini study in the middle of the pandemic was what caused people to stop and read, and, and you get that by views, right, was when the first line had their title in it. So that's resonate. The second one is create curiosity. So yeah, you, I stopped, but why would I click see more? Why would I, why would I invest my time in consuming this? And the reason is you created enough curiosity that I have now, now I have FOMO if I don't keep reading, right? So those, the third thing is you have to teach them something new. Now, by the way, this is not all content. This is social selling content, content that converts to conversations that could lead to sales opportunities. There are a million other pieces of content, events, poll, lots of things. But the content that that really is positioned to attract your stakeholder, your ideal buyer, and get them to engage. So that's num number five. So number three is teach them something new. If they don't learn something new in reading this, they are likely to not engage. If it's something, unless what they're, they're hearing, the only time they engage, when they're hearing, they either very much agree with you or very much disagree with you and they're argumentative. So they want to, you might get engagement there, but that's not the engagement we're looking for. We're getting when we're in a business development role. That's great if you want stuff to go viral, but in a business development role, you want your reader to go, oh, I never thought of that. And my current vendor, they are not talking about this. And so Number three was teach them something new. Number four, and I conflate the two really. Number four is get them thinking differently about the way they're doing things today, 
about their current solution. And now they go, boy, how would that work in my business? What would that do for my revenue? How would that help my employee turnover problem? Right? Whatever that is, now they're going, number three, I taught them something new. Number four, they get some thinking differently about the way they're doing business. And number five is the com- creating a compelling moment, getting them to react, comment, engage, just come out of the woodwork. And often we say, I love that Yvonne said this, often we say we move them from lurker to engager and then we know who they are and we can start a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yes. And and believe it or not, I have all that. And if you go to thedevmethod.com slash blog, you will get the recap and other other gems. Um, Yvonne, were you going to chime in or do we want to go back to how to turn someone... Thank you. Yeah, there was a different perspective also than I was uh, thinking before we went out down that beautiful rabbit trail, because I love rabbit trails. They're always so scenic. (laughs) (laughs) So I was also when when I initially made the lurker to engager, um, I was actually speaking from someone who hasn't used LinkedIn at all yet and moving them into becoming an active participant. So we have two different types of lurkers, right? The ones that are the consumers and ones who are, they want to be creators. They have a business. They want to get out there. They want to start and they're learning and they're watching these people and they watch those people and all these different quote unquote influencers. Um, But I think from, from their point of view, if they are in the lurking stage trying to learn how to do it so they can bust a move and get out and, and and get some business and get in the game there themselves. So I think there would be two ways that they would go. The one way is the easy way. You just start commenting a little bit. You start um, sharing some posts, maybe just start moving in there in a very gentle way that feels comfortable for some people. For some other folks who maybe have a little bit more team support, they have an organization around them, I would encourage them to sit down, start a discovery period, start collaborating, create a strategy, uh, because you need not just content, you need engagement, you need connections. If you only have 150 people in your network and you're putting out the most fantastic content, it's going to take a long time, if ever, that you're going to find the right eyes to set on it. So you have to be utilizing Sales Navigator and building your network with the right sets of eyes. So when you, you, you're creating this amazing, compelling content, who's seeing it? So content connect, connections and engagement is, uh, is really important. And again, you can start off easy. If you just want to dip your toe in the water, just go play in the baby pool. That's cool, too. But if you want to get in with the big boys and the big girls, create a strategy, get a plan together, plan your work, and then work your plan. plan. There you go. It's so goal-like, too. I mean, because look at it from that. I I always have to bring in the goal perspective because I am me. But what are your business goals and what kind of content are you going to put out there that really uh, personify who you are? your mission of your business, how you help. So start with, and what do you hope to get from this? Yes. Right? Yes. And I would say also, even before really creating a content strategy, 
um, take a look at your brand. Are you solid? Are Is your brand up to date mm-hmm. for what you are actually offering the world? Does your brand resonate? Is it, do you know who you're talking to? Are you talking to people from 10 years ago? Have you updated? So there's lots and lots of questions um, to help unveil where your brand should be because maybe it's evolved. Yeah. Brilliant. So important. Yep. Because when we're talking to people about LinkedIn all the time, I know I say, listen, a lot of what goes into your LinkedIn strategy takes place away from LinkedIn because it has to start with your business strategy. If that's not straight and clear, then you don't know what you're doing on LinkedIn. Yeah. Your LinkedIn so, presence has to reflect what Yvonne was just talking about. So if it if it some if you pop up on someone's radar, oh, that was a really good post. I've never seen this guy. Let me go check him out. And they go to your LinkedIn profile. If it matches, if it's the expectation is mm-hmm. there, this is a sophisticated business. They know what they're talking about. I see all of the social proof here. They in your featured section and your and your everywhere. Next step, if they're like, let's see what what their website looks like. Maybe there's more information there. And if they go out to their website, if it doesn't match what they're looking at on LinkedIn, that's their losing points. So if they have a website that they haven't updated since 12 years ago, uh, then then they'll be like, oh, really? They're really not who they say they are. Can I ask you a question? Do you feel like that goes the opposite way, too? where their website's awesome and then they show up on LinkedIn and go, what? Absolutely. I I recommend folks Google themselves, Google their business and every point of contact should match. Yep. You should be the same person offering the same things basically, but more importantly, the brand needs to be consistent across all these different platforms. I want to add one more thing on it because I cannot help myself. You also need to represent your brand in both places. So who you are on your website and on your LinkedIn should also be you. Yes. I feel like that's what I was saying, but I needed to say it anyway. And you, because your brand needs a voice, right? Your brand is not just facts. Your brand has personality. I think that that's, where a lot of people get lost with LinkedIn, and I'm guessing you're all going to agree with me, feel free to not. But the reason why so many people take a long time to adopt it, and it also amazes me when I I go to an event or I speak at an event, because I'm always, you can't reach your goals on your own. Let's You need your people. Let's be each other's people. Connect with me on LinkedIn. And there's always a few people who are like, I don't do LinkedIn. And I look at them funny and I'm like, what's your, you're in business. Oh, I'm creative. What am I doing on LinkedIn? As a creative on LinkedIn, you've got a huge advantage because if you're using it to your advantage as a business person. Anyway, thoughts? Can I, can I have a, a random thought that has nothing to do with any of this? Uh, yes, you may. I just became a great aunt. My niece just had a baby. <laughs> Sorry. So if I'm looking down, I apologize. There's a, a light moment going on. 
She, yeah, she just had an amazing Avery Gale. Hi, welcome to the world, Avery Gale. We love you already. Love you, Avery. Sorry. Get, get you on LinkedIn quick. <laughs> yeah, right, I'll, I'll set you up. I got you covered. <laughs> Go to Auntie Brian. She's going to set you up on LinkedIn right quick. I, I feel yeah, like yeah, this yeah. could be a lesson, though, in being your authentic self. That's what people like. That's what attracts people to you. If you're listening to the podcast, we just got a beautiful baby picture in the in the uh, video feed. Um, thank Sorry. you. I, I'm normally not distracted by these things, but we've been waiting 30 hours. It's life. It's life. But yeah, Deborah, I mean, to your point, so I think that's why video works so well mm -hmm. um, on LinkedIn and audio yeah. because you mm -hmm. really get to feel the heart of the person. And I think that's what really people connect with is mm -hmm. your heart, your beliefs. Uh, and we were talking about millennials earlier. M millennials do business with companies that they feel socially connected to. That mm -hmm. So there's, there's that. There's, it's, it's, I love that it's becoming more human, right? Mm -hmm. So LinkedIn used to be so much about data. People would just drop their resumes out onto, mm -hmm. onto their profile and think that that was, that was good. And maybe that was good like 15 years ago, but now it's like a whole new thing. It's evolved into this, this really energetic, beautiful platform where people are allowed to show their personalities. Now we don't need funny cat videos. We went through that stage. You know, that is not the place on LinkedIn. I'm very happy to see that that has been, for the most part. Uh, Unless your job is hurting cats. And then <laughs> maybe. Maybe. No. <laughs> what? Yeah, I did just have a yeah. podcast interview with someone who's in the pet and veterinary industry. And okay. his company, one of the things they do is they produce music that reduces anxiety in pets. I love that. So who would they connect with on, on sales navigator? Who would they want in their audience to be connected with? Right. So if he's now making content uh, for, for veterinarians and for animal hospitals and people yeah. in that industry shelters and shelters and, shelters and uh, gosh, I mean, you could just go on and on. So that's a perfect example of, you know, if you just have your friends and family as your connections, that that's not going to resonate with any of those folks. But if you purposefully head out to sales navigator and start creating a list of people that are um, your ICP, your ideal client persona and start connecting with them authentically and mm -hmm. in a real way with a note, then, then you're building this wonderful network of people uh, that want your, your content. Mm -hmm. And the other, th you, you kind of said this, but not really. So I'm underlining and highlighting again, you're selling, but it's not about selling, right? Your content mm -hmm. is about being you and what, and the solution you have to offer when someone is ready for it. Yes. And they gravitate to you if it's right. Like you wouldn't want to sell your square peg to someone who has a round hole or vice versa. You just put out there what you have. And if it fits, they come, they call, they message. It's inbound. Uh, yes. And are you finished? I'm sorry, Yvonne. <laughs> yes. 
You see? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Is um is Bryn was talking about the five points in terms of social selling content. The one of the things not to do is lead with promotional content. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we think about, okay, I'm, we're going to tell people our solution and how we can help them. And then it's the all the features and here's how I can help. And Excellent point. So, yeah. So just disabuse yeah. yourself of that mindset because a lot of people take that bullhorn mindset from what they were used to. And they say, LinkedIn, billion members, another platform, same bullhorn. Yeah, excellent work. point. And I, I'm so glad you said that. So what I said is not interpreted that way. That is really important because pitching is no pitching. Is, go ahead, Bryn. What do you think about pitching? <laughs> so connect and pitch is a bait and switch. Number one. Number two, detach from what your prospects are worth to you and attach to what you are worth to the prospect. Number three, slow down your outreach to speed up your outcome. If you are not personalizing and bringing in the human perspective, people know when it's a mass message. I got a message today that said, I was viewing your profile and I'm really impressed with your knowledge and sales. Have you ever considered launching your own business? (laughs) He said, no, never thought of that. Can I share my favorite brand? Yeah. Um, when I get invited to goal setting workshops, <laughs> and I, not, not I just write back. I said, "Thank you so much. I wrote a book, your goal guide. So if you're ever looking for speakers, perfect. Please reach out." But it's one of those things that whenever I get them, it's like, "Come on, people, goal girl." Really? Yeah. Well, and, and and the problem is they're doing exactly the opposite of what Yvonne is talking about, right? They're they're building a list and then they're mad, they're pushing out mass non-personalized messaging, maybe even using automation, which will get you shut down, by the way. It just yes. builds. But but that aside, we need to treat the person on the other side of the table. The, the sorry, I killed it. Rewind. You need to treat the person on the other side of the message the same way you would if they were on the other side of the table. They are human beings. They are not leads. If you walk into a networking meeting, you would not walk around going, hi, I'm Bryn. I help people just like you do. You don't do that in real life. It's the same person. It's the same. It's the same person. So why... Why in the world do you think that that line will land? It, it, it just I, it just won't. And that is my response to almost all of these is I'm curious as a LinkedIn trainer, is this one liner working for you? If not, I've got some great resources at socialsaleswork.com slash library that can help you leverage LinkedIn a little more effectively. So There's that, lots that's of your, that's your version of, of someone pitching you something mm. you teach. I love that. Um, Yvonne, do you have a don't to add to the mix? A don't to add to the mix. So uh, I'm, while we're on pitching, it has to be about pitching. I mean, just um, so I'm going to say when you 
when you're thinking of getting out there and and um, connecting with individuals, don't think big mass numbers. Don't think I'm going to connect with a thousand people. I'm going to send them all messages. I'm going to, it's too much. Work down a list to a very workable number. Start with Sales Navigator, but then just don't rely on Sales Navigator. Go see what those people do. Go to their to their uh, LinkedIn profiles. Go to their websites. Spend the time, invest the time to ensure that the person that you're going to thoughtfully reach out to really is your ideal client persona. So then when you have this nice list, maybe it's just 20 people and not a thousand. Mm -hmm. But now you can be really deliberate about what you're saying to them, how you're saying it, how you're approaching it. Maybe you don't come out guns a blazing. Maybe it's just starting to, co to, to comment on their content if they have content. Um, there's lots of different ways, lots of different tactics for starting to build a relationship but that's really what you want to do. You want to identify a group and then start to authentically build a relationship and start conversations with these individuals. I'm going to yes and that. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if you walked into that conference or networking room with 500 people and you wanted to get them all, all you'd be doing is going, hi, I'm Bryn, take my card, I'd like yours. Hi, I'm Bryn. You can't have conversations at scale like that. So absolutely very, very powerful. You pick the 20, you slow it down, you, you figure out what matters to them. And then one other piece to this is look at your social proximity to them. Do you have a client that knows them, a referral partner, a networking partner, someone that you know that's connected? Reach out, really reach out to the person and say, hey, I'm going to be reaching out to Stan Robinson, Yvonne. How well do you know him? This is why I'd like to talk with him. Would it be okay when I reach out to him that I mention you're my client or that we had this conversation or simply that you said hello? And I go, Stan, Yvonne Ribeiro and I were chatting the other day. Your name came up in conversation. She says, hello. We were talking about this, this, and this, and she thought it made sense for us to chat. Let's connect. Then when that we is connect, so powerful. Yeah, that, right. And if someone reached out to me and said, Yvonne Ribeiro says hello, I'm not vetting them. Because right. Yvonne already did that for me. Right? Like the and, and and we all have 30 or 40 of those people in our world, whether it's clients or friends or colleagues or networking partners, that we need to leverage first. So when you build that list and you get 500, click on the second degree connection. Mm -hmm. That'll bring you down to the 20. And now you've got a list not only of your ideal client persona but a pathway to have a conversation at a high level with a high level of credibility. And on the, if I could just, and the yes, yes and that. Yes and on the receiving end, those 20 individuals will feel it's a, will feel much more positive interaction versus just, you know, the passing out of the cards. It feels more authentic to them. I've had people reach out on via my inbox, my LinkedIn inbox that, I'm like, I'm going to meet with that person. I don't know them from Adam, but I'm going to meet them because of that, because of how they reached out to me. It makes all the difference. Love it, that. And Bryn, you and I met because Viv 
was shocked we didn't know each other. <laughs> yeah. And she just did a quick LinkedIn intro. You ladies need to know each other. I think we got on a call the next week. You interviewed me. I interviewed you. Right. I you mean, know? yeah, Boom. because Viv said. It, it, and that's what we, that's exactly what we said. It's a busy week, but we're meeting because Viv said. Right. And, and we came into the conversation friends already, right? Like if I go to Yvonne's house for a little neighborhood coffee meeting, luncheon, everyone in the room that she's brought together, I'm comfortable having a conversation because she vetted them even personally, right? They're in the room and there's a, so I got on a call already friends with, with Deb, right? Like we were friends before because Viv said we should be. And so when we leverage that in, in a, uh, in a, 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 you know, a business setting and we do it in the right way, I, I, I there's no reason to prospect any other way. Because once you start doing that, there's enough business out there. You start with that 20 and whether they turn into business or more referral partners, maybe they're not a match, but you bonded because of your friend, they know what you do. And now you look at their connections and they're connected to eight or 10 people you'd like to meet. And you say, Hey, you know what I do now? Do you think I'd be a good match for these people? And they'll say, yeah, three of those people would be great. Great. When I reach out to them, should I tell them you said hello? Right. And so it builds on each other forever and ever. And so using Sales Navigator and the second degree connection is a game changer uh, filter. The second connection filter. Now, and that, got, can I do a quick yes and? Because I know yes, we've mentioned Sales yes Navigator and a couple of times. <laughs> and, Love it. and for for those who are, I guess, Yvonne's first version of lurkers who just haven't dipped their toe into LinkedIn at all. Sales Navigator is a paid version of LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. You don't have to start with Sales Navigator. In fact, you shouldn't. Um, right. It's a super powerful tool for sales and business development professionals. It's got great filters, great features, keeps you totally focused on sales opportunities. But you need to have your LinkedIn profile and network together before mm -hmm. you can effectively start to leverage Sales Navigator are we more or less in agreement on that one? Hundred percent agreement. Hundred percent. Hashtag deep sales. That's what they're using now. <laughs> Hashtag, Hashtag deep sales. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, it's it's like joining a kickboxing class and getting in the ring in the first ten minutes. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. 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 That, that is a proper usage of the phrase. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, no. And thank you, Stan, for, for clarifying Sales Navigator. I was waiting. I knew you were going to get to it. So thank you for not disappointing me. Oh. Stan never disappointed. Glad, glad to be of help. Deb, I, I was, on a total side note, I was going to ask for your help in something. doesn't have to be here. But if you can help us find a kinder, gentler way of saying lurkers. I agree. That would be wonderful. We yeah. love lurker. We love lurkers. Lurkers don't like yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I think of as someone coming out of the shadows. And it's like, there has yeah. to be a nicer way of saying that. I did a piece so, on lurkers like 
uh, I've got to be maybe two years now. And uh, it was adorable. It was like this guy coming out. From, like, <laughs> yes. uh, you have the best graphics that go with your, yeah. your content. Anyone I know. Isabella, Isabella is our graphics person. She's amazing. Yeah. She's, yes. The whole team works together. It's, you know, about the brand, building the brand. And it's very collaborative. Our, our environment's very collaborative. What but I the, love, they, though, they great work. They really you do. practice what you, well, what you do, right? Like, your brand is so awesome. So many people that do what you do don't have a great brand. And then you go, well, wait, if they don't do it for themselves, how are they going to do it for me? And you have like the look, your website, your graphics are just amazing. Go to isellsocial.com. Isellsocial.com. But for a while, we were the shoemakers kids with no shoes because we were too busy making shoes for clients that we didn't so that concept of shoemakers kids don't have any shoes and i said one day no 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 the shoemakers kids need to have the best shoes so we started treating ourselves as clients and we just put ourselves in there as a client that that came from you bryn you said treat yourself as a client client yeah everything begins and ends with bryn you're so good yeah Yeah. (laughs) but she is she is so that lesson came from her and uh, we try to be coachable and we implemented it. Well, it is definitely the mutual admiration society. Cause when we relaunched our new brand, you helped design our website. So there you go. <laughs> it's good. It's good. And our processes, you put all of our, like all of our internal processes, which has nothing to do with what you sell, but I'm so random. And like you set us up with teamwork and you got all our processes in place yeah, like, team. we team could not win. Yeah, but we could not be where we are had you not said we would be so random. Random well, acts of sales and delivery. Well, I, 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 I have an answer for what Stan said. See, I think lurkers are just customers and or friends you haven't met yet. So once we figure out a way to say that. In, a in one word, better, <laughs> in, one in, word. in one word or in a hashtag. But the other point that that you all are are highlighting, it's so important that the people you meet, they're not necessarily all your clients. They might not even all be referral partners. But you never know. And the more quality people that you have in your network, the larger your tribe. And one day you might want to meet someone who is just completely just, oh, it would be really nice if I wanted to interview X, Y, or Z, right? I could probably go in my network and be one degree away because mm-hmm. that's, that is the beauty of these connections. And I always say, too, if you're at an event, why not meet all the people? Unless someone's giving you creepy vibes. After an event, you send a LinkedIn connection request with a note. Great to meet you via this. Works in real, in person, I was going to say in real life, in person and online. But you never know what's going to come of a connection. So so I just hopped into ChatGPT and I said, give me 10 words that means lurker. (laughs) I knew that's what she was doing. So... (laughs) Some of them are are worse than lurker, like voyeur, stalker, <laughs> peeping tom. 
Prowler, <laughs> but there are three I like: spectator, okay. observer, and onlooker. Mm. See, I think onlooker or spectator. Yeah, I spect from from spectator to engager. I I could go. I it it flows because it's we're making right now. Okay, we're making decisions. So, well, this is Stan's like, can we do this? And I'm like, yes, we'll figure it out right now. Talk to Mr. Chat GPT. Yes. Yep. Okay. So we're going to, we're social sales link is officially changing our lurker to engager. So we have to go do all our videos over, but we're going <laughs> to, to spectator to engager. I like spectator. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Spectator to engager. That really rings nicely. Thank and you, Deborah, for bringing that up and making it kinder. Well, thanks, Dan, for the question. And Dan, with yeah. that in mind, I would love for you all to gift, a, you each to gift a goal to our audience. So something that they can do easily today, tonight, tomorrow to up their LinkedIn game. So Stan, what goal would you like to gift? A goal of finding a thought leader in the industry that serves your clients. Finding a piece of content by them that you can post on LinkedIn with your comments about why your audience should read it. Because that's an easy way to get started posting. You don't have to write the original content. You can find it. Make sure it resonates with your audience, as Bryn was talking about. Just add your thoughts as to why it would be of value to them. And use that's that great. as a LinkedIn post. That's really good because we all have, oh, don't we wish that we could connect with blah, blah, blah. Well, you can, you know, utilize your network, utilize your creativity, utilize your your own thought leadership and bring information to your people. And you're probably going to attract some of the people of that thought leader in the process. Yes. Yeah. Did I paraphrase that well enough? Uh, that was, yep, perfect. Awesome. Can I follow? Because I want to say a yes and. Yeah, I knew you were going to. I'm going yes to I'm I'm change my goal because I was all prepared with my goal, but now I want to yes what, and. What did I tell you? You did not need to call dibs on a goal before the conversation. <laughs> I like to be all right. Yes, Bryn, what so is your you goal? So you can search even in the free LinkedIn followers of that influencer so there is this so you could go in and you could search your first degree connections that are in the industry that you serve that in the geographic location that follow that influencer so now you have posted that content about that influencer and you can now send it to say hey avon I noticed that you follow Brene Brown too. I just reposted an amazing article. I could share with her and say, I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments. So now I could start to re-engage my first degree connections that follow the influencer that I just shared the content on. See, this is why Stan and I, we like. (laughs) Yep. Bounce off each other. This This is what we do all day long. I'm like, you could do that? And he's like, you could do that? And we're like, together. 
like it's like chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> Remember the commercial? The oh, reason they, 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 they crashed and were better together. Yeah. I think I referenced that last week or the week before on the show. Not kidding. Nice. Amazing. <laughs> Yvonne, do you want a yes and or do you want to yes. go on your own I, I also had one in mind and then I'm like, oh, but I want to do a yes and. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give a quick yes and and then I'll, get, I'll give you my real one. So I, I love that. And I think, <laughs> sorry. And so I think um, what you can also do is you find that influencer and if they post something and it's within like 30 minutes or less, maybe an hour or less of when they first post something. If you get in there and you're one of the first commenters and you comment something really insightful, um, you will get a lot of people engaging with you on that initial comment. So um, they'll reply to you, they'll like your comment, and then you can start to zero in on those folks. Hey, and you can message them and just say, uh, you know, I, I agree with you, like, uh, Let's, I'm going to follow you or however you want to take it. There's lots of different options. So that's my yes in there. So I'm going to yes in that. Go to the influencer, follow them and ring their bell. So you will be notified yes. when they drop content. Yep. We could do this all night. All night. We're all about it. We're so excited. We love LinkedIn. But my real goal is to say to anyone who has not yet set up a strategy for themselves, if they're just doing random, random acts, my challenge is to open up a spreadsheet, get some dates out, start to plan what you're going to post, what you're going to post about, how often you're going to post, when are you going to be engaging? And it doesn't need to be super involved, but at least start the process. Um, and just that having that organization will help you move forward in a positive and progressive way. Then you can build on that. I love spreadsheets. Whenever people ask me for like, what are your great project management tools? I say this paper and, yeah. and Google Docs and Google Sheets. I mean, you can do bells and whistles, speaking of ringing bells and all that, but sometimes there's nothing better than a Google Sheet with content, mm -hmm. dates, and deadlines. Bam. You don't need a lot of fancy platforms. They're nice when you get there, but you can start your organization of your thoughts, your ideas, and your plans. And um, there's a lot of really great business owners and entrepreneurs out there that just need that next level to get themselves organized onto LinkedIn. Can I add something? Yes, and can we can we stop you? <laughs> yeah, probably not. You try. Yeah, you'd have to stop the live feed. Like that's your only way out. Um, get yeah, right. Get on Zoom or whatever your preferred video method is, and talk about a subject for three to five minutes. Grab the transcript, stick it in ChatGPT, and say, "Please write a two thousand character or less." LinkedIn post using this transcript, do not research. And then you are going to get your content broken out for a LinkedIn post. It'll be about 85% done. I love my made up statistics, by the way. So like, so, and then, and then you spend 
10 or 15 minutes working on it. Stan and I and Bob did this today. We needed a landing page for a sales navigator class that we're teaching. And we started with, we are sales trainers that teach sales navigator. And here are the things they're going to learn. Create a landing page. And then we spent 15 more minutes and we were done. So in fact, your brand, insert your brand. I have to add this in. So make sure it also resonates with your brand. Make 100%. sure that it also is in the brand voice and that it has some sort of personality to it. So your chat GPT takes you, what did you say? 85%. 85%. There. I'm going with your statistic. So yeah. <laughs> people are going to be saying 85% chat right. GPT is 85%. But right. we, we totally agree with you. I mean, we changed our words that would not come out of our mouths and we added words that would. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So folks need to be aware of that, that they should not use it verbatim. However, when you do say, which I didn't do today, when you do say, use this transcript only, do not research, it's really close. Mm. So you just and have to make sure you're interesting with your input in the first place. Uh, like, that's always don't. my fall. That's, that's where I fall off. <laughs> like, don't just rattle off facts. But you can say, make it more interesting. Make it fun. Well, but but couldn't you do a now I'm a fan of StreamYard. We are recording this on StreamYard. You can do a StreamYard recording yeah. and or you can go live in your StreamYard and then use that content to create even more content. But yeah, I you, feel yeah. I feel like we're gonna have to do a part two okay. of creating LinkedIn content. Sold. Yep. I, okay. I'm I, I'm in. I don't know if your audience is going to care, but I'm certainly going to have a great time. Because <laughs> we're having, we're having fun. a grand time. We're having a grand time. It's terrific. Well, we will call it. Now, I do have a. So last week I did my regular speaker panel. I guess we are going to now be having an ongoing LinkedIn panel. Yeah, but we're not You're bringing welcome. in anyone else, right? Like, this is it. That's the way. Where can people learn more about you and get even more pearls of wisdom? Friends, Yvonne, where can people learn more about you? I know you said it before, but you can say it again. Yeah, isellsocial.com is probably the easiest way. And you can learn more about what we do. Um, and we have a contact uh, page that you can just fill out the form and uh, we'll get in touch with you. If you want to have a free consultation, uh, tell us about your business. Uh, happy to sit down and uh, and talk and give you some pointers too. Awesome. And Stan slash Bryn, where can people learn more about you? It's the same. <laughs> it is the same. That that perfect. Someday we'll learn how to do this in unison. What what's when you, you sing together? <laughs> yeah, social. Well, harmonize. Like, harmonize. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. But not tonight. So socialsalesslink.com <laughs> slash library for free content around these topics. Brandy oh, Brandy. so many free events, free resources. Just like Yvonne, she's given her stuff. We get given we get so much, so much. And you can also go to Making Sales Social and the Making Sales Social podcast. You could hear my recent episode about the fun and interesting and exciting and don't, or hurt yourself way of writing a book. Wait, I know I could say that better. We were talking about- Making writing a book easy and fun. Easier. Yes. And fun. 
It's awesome. It's awesome. And I'm just going to throw Stan, although it's called Sales Navigator with Stan and Brendan's mostly Stan. He, that's a podcast as well. So go check that out. And if you go to thedubmethod.com slash blog, you can get the recap and the links to connect with all these fine people. And if you want a goal reboot, grab a copy of your goal guide at your favorite place to buy books. It'll take you through the dev method so you could determine your mission, explore your options, brainstorm your path, but really focus in on the who you are so you can create content, whether it is a book or social posts, to get you in front of the right people and go from spectator to engager on this platform that we all love so much. Thank you so much, Bryn, Stan, Yvonne. What final thought do you want to leave everybody with? I mean, I feel like we have like a dozen final thoughts. A dozen final what's thoughts. Three more? <laughs> what's the final, final thought? Five minutes final later. Thought. Yeah, well, yes and around the room. Okay, um, Yvonne, go. So my final thought is for, uh, I guess my heart is for the spectators, folks who are yet to make that first move. Um, I, I would just say, be brave, be confident in yourself and what you're offering and uh, take the steps necessary to start. Uh, you can't steer a parked car. So just start, just start driving. I, I love that. I haven't heard that, that way of putting it. I mean, it's like as a writer, you can you can't edit the blank page. You cannot mm -hmm. have a part of right. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay. I I'm gonna go to Stan because we know Bryn wants the last word. So Stan. <laughs> and I say that with LinkedIn love. Oh gosh. And you know with I'm LinkedIn right. love. <laughs> love it. And it's funny, Yvonne took my I was just gonna say baby steps. Just yeah. start small and just start small and do something. So it's it's not yeah. taking it; it's yes anding it. Yeah, I will yes and and say, fill the box first. Sales trainers, social selling trainers will say, you know, you have to be, you have to, you know, get outside your comfort zone and try new things. I think you need to make a list of all the things that you love to do and then determine which ones are productive and start there. Nice. I think that's nice too. It, it, and again, very dev, you know, to take an inventory of who you are and what you're about, because that's what you want to shine through anyway. Mm -hmm. um, what do you love and what makes mm -hmm. you unique and how do you, use all this great information about yourself to move yourself and your business forward. Thank you all again so much, Yvonne, Stan, Bryn, for sharing the LinkedIn love today. And thank you for tuning in, whether you're watching this as Gold Chat Live or listening to the Gold Chat Podcast on the Marketing Podcast Network. We are glad you're here choosing LinkedIn goals and choosing to do the things you need to do in order to grow your business. So go out there, go for it, because we know you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.